When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, I think we're recording here on this very informal uh, Mackie and Judd episode here from the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. Open all weekend long. This is a Saturday episode here, so there is still a full day left if you haven't come on out here yet. Uh, Sunday, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. inside Hall B of the Minneapolis Convention Center. Tickets and more information are online at minnesotagolfshow.com. Each ticket purchased includes 14, 14 free rounds of golf. That's ridiculous. I think it's like $12 tickets. You get 14 free rounds of golf courtesy of TwinCitiesGolf.com, valued at nearly $500 and a coupon for $20 off at the PGA Superstore. Wow. Uh, A Mackie and Judd town hall here. We have a microphone up front, so if anyone in the live audience has a question, a take, a trade scenario. Reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. If you just want to make fun of me or Judd, literally walk up to the microphone right. and we will put you on this very informal town hall podcast. To start with that, I'm going to stand up quickly here. So I left the, the house and I said goodbye to Dawn. And she said, are you really going to leave the house for a public event looking like that? And I said, first of all, it's a Saturday. Second of all, do you know me? And third, yes, I am. What, if it was a Tuesday, you'd class it up more? On Friday, I wore jeans. Saying? On Friday, I wore jeans, but it's a Saturday. And I just don't consider these sweatpants to be that big of a front to the public. There is a ketchup stain on the left side. There's a white stripe down the leg of yeah, Judd's. Yeah, let's see it. Oh, yeah, there, there, there is. There does appear to be a ketchup stain or blood. I don't know what that is. I'm not quite sure. It's but definitely a stain. But you know what? It's small. It's very small. <laughs> I just don't think it's that big of a front. I, can't, like I can't poke at you. I also chose to wear, although these are like technically because we're at the golf show. Um, yeah. I buy almost all my clothes off impulsive Instagram uh, purchases. These are sweatpants targeted toward golfers. Oh, so I love it. I follow like a bazillion golf accounts on Instagram in my quest to try and just be better than, you know, a guy who shoots 95. And so these are technically golfer sweatpants that I'm wearing today. I don't know if th- those are more like no, lounge around the house, like yeah. dog hair sweatpants. No, yeah, these are, yes, these are not. These have nothing to do with any semblance of sports, <laughs> so don't worry about that. Um, okay, I think in the spirit of uh, – we can start with some Vikings discussion here because in the spirit of being at the golf show and we want to talk some Vikings, we can also talk whatever else people want for the next hour and change. But Corey emails in here to the Mackie and Judd Town Hall via the Score North app. Guys, since you're at the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show, I thought I would share a text I sent my golfing buddies after the infamous 4th and 8 checkdown in the Vikings playoff loss. Oh boy, here we go. If Kirk Cousins was a professional golfer, 18th hole, par 5, you're two shots back on the 72nd hole of the tournament. So you have to, I know you're not a golfer, but I don't know. You, I, you no. need you need an I can eagle. follow. I can follow this. Yes. You I need can. to get it in in 3 strokes for an eagle to tie and uh, enforce a playoff. Mm-hmm. You smack your drive down the middle of the fairway and you have 240 yards of water to carry to a tight back left hole location needing eagle to tie. What do you do if you're Kirk Cousins on the golf course? <laughs> you lay up with a seven iron to the fat part of the fairway assuring yourself a nice easy 60 degree wedge up the length of the green and no worse than a second place finish. Uh-huh. And a chance to tie maybe if you sink the wedge from 60 yards away. Nice tournament. Too bad you didn't hold a wedge on the 18th. You know, I laid that up to the perfect angle. One of my buddies responded, uh, second does pay $28 million annually if you finish second place in all of the golf tournaments. Um, He says, uh, 
Kirk Cousins could be the Matt Kuchar of professional golfers, where you're ninth all-time on the money list, but no one really has any idea, like, what your legacy is because you never won a major. Yeah, I'm going to give Kirk more credit because he did technically in that Buffalo game, that throw to Jefferson, that was a a three-wood. This is spot on. Here's why. The difference is he's talking about Kirk Cousins in a major. But if it's just a March tournament, oh, he's going for it. You're saying if it's the Honda Classic, like we're playing this yep. weekend, and he's like, going like for Billy it. Billy Horschel is at the top of the leaderboard. U.S. Okay. Open, that scenario, <laughs> Kirk's like, gotta play it safe. <laughs> it's like, no, if it, not, the second place doesn't matter. It's a major, Kirk, yep. and you're still going to make a lot of money either way. I like this. No matter what here. Um, and by the way, don't be shy. We have a microphone up here. If you guys have, if you guys want to jump on the podcast here, I know you have takes. I know Chris has takes. Yeah, Chris always has takes. So just jump up to the microphone uh, as we're hanging out here at the Minnesota Golf Show. Wild guy. He's got to have takes. They never lose anymore. Last night, come on. I mean, Golagoski on the second shift of three on three. Did they win again last night? No. Okay. They lost no T, but they got the point. I was was, uh, watching the Timberwolves meltdown at home. Two two straight home games against teams that they should smack around, and they, they wind up losing both here. Um, let's see here. All right, this is uh, this is from Viking Bo. I think this is going to spark some conversation here. We we touched on this one yesterday, but we should expand here. You want creativity? You guys want to rip the Vikings down to the studs? I don't want to do that. I think you kind of want to do that, but we'll just keep going here. One player nobody talks about trading is Justin Jefferson, who could bring a king's ransom. You could pick your young quarterback to take over for Cousins. By trading a wide receiver that will be useless if Cousins is not replaced with a competent quarterback anyways and might even be demanding a trade at some point if he's not happy. Viking Bo says, get out in front of it by seeing what the market is for Justin Jefferson. So we kind of touched on this yesterday. Right. Where would you – I want to see, like, I want you to be the uh, the Price is Right yodeler guy going up the mountain here. All right, I'm going to start the bidding off with one first-round pick for Justin Jefferson. No. Two first-round picks for Justin Jefferson. No, I've got to have more than that. Two first-round picks and a second-round pick. Oh, boy. But I can sign. And I, here, here's the problem, and I told you this on Friday. He still has two years left on his rookie contract. So I'd be Okay, gift- let's say it's, 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 it's yeah. next year. It's in a year. I just don't know how I can trade the face of my franchise who has – look – I personally Well, Kirk, Kirk's the face of the franchise. He has a Netflix special coming out this summer. I can't wait for it, too. Um, I personally think it's on O'Connell and Quazy, but O'Connell more so, to find and identify the young quarterback that they're going to draft. And I understand that Justin Jefferson might get you up in the draft, but it's still a chance that if you trade Justin Jefferson to a team, that team's going to overachieve and therefore cost you the higher first-round pick. Two first-round picks and two second-round picks. I don't think three, I could, three well, first round picks. Look, if you'll give me Herschel, the Herschel Walker <laughs> trade, if you'll give me five draft picks, including three firsts, I'm probably going to consider it strongly. Uh, how about a Rudy Gobert trade, where you get you get five first round picks and some players for Justin Jefferson? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then my my uh, second star player gets hurt and misses the entire season, basically, and we still don't know when he's going to come back. We just know that there's real hope he'll come back yeah. at some point. I do, I do appreciate I, – I am not at all in this mindset of trading Justin Jefferson. I think it would be foolish and absurd, and uh, I'd rather just pay him, like, 30 to $35 million a year and figure the rest out. But, you know, at some point, well, yeah, if like you said, Randy Moss got traded. So If it's five draft picks and three first-round picks, I'm not going to hang the phone up. Yeah. Two first-round picks, I'm not going to – to discuss that yeah. i need more man there's some amazing reckless speculation emails coming in here from the last couple of days i got another one for you let's stop there for a second though my so i don't necessarily want to tear this thing down to its studs now i did a year ago and that's what the bears did but my thought process on this entire thing is not to try and tear it down by trading jefferson I want to see veterans there being unnecessarily loyal to go. That's yeah. where my frustration yeah. resides. It, my frustration resides in Thielen thinking that he should still be the second guy, and the Vikings are not saying, dude, that's not going to happen. You're gone. I think they've said that internally at this well, point. Well, I hope, but there's a lot of guys, Dalvin Cook, Eric Kendricks, 
to a much lesser degree because he has not been an important part of the team for a long time, Jordan Hicks, Patrick Peterson. There are just a ton of guys. I want them to say thank you for your service. You did us, you know, proud. We appreciate what you did. We won 13 games. But that being said, so I'm not trying to purposely get rid of my superstar young talent. I'm trying to move on from guys yeah. where it feels like there is an unnecessary attachment in a league where you cannot do that and be successful. Yeah, I uh, I love the idea, and this is the this is the the best part about the competitive rebuild. I don't know that you can really do do that and do do both of them at a high level. I think you should either be rebuilding or trying to compete if you're trying to maximize. But the Vikings are trying to straddle that line, and you know you just have to sort of trust at this point. But they have some really good, especially on offense, but maybe even on defense. If you look at the crop of players between 22 and like 27 years old on this team, that have that they're going to be around for at least three more years, maybe longer. When's the last time the Vikings had franchise left and right tackles in their prime at the same time? When's the last time they had Randy Moss is the last time they had a receiver this good? When's the last time they had a pass-catching tight end at age 25, 26 that was as good as TJ Hawkinson? And then on defense, Lewis Seen and Brian Flores' scheme, some of the you know, the faster defensive players like Asamoah, Caleb Evans, Andrew Booth Jr. So um, there's definitely some things to, to build around here if they do it right. All right, this is some fun reckless speculation here. This is from Jake via, via email. An unexplored option. The Vikings ask Kirk to waive his no-trade clause and send him to the Colts for a, f well, this is a little aggressive, for the number four pick in the draft. <laughs> I don't think he's worth Jake, the. Jake, love you, but I think no. a team would give him like a second or like a second yes, and a third or something. Fourth, or a late first round pick. Yeah. Let's, we, we can work with this, though, because the Colts have a bunch of other picks, too. So let's just keep going here. Uh, so they trade Kirk to the Colts. Jim Irsay is wanting a quarterback to rely on for a few years, and Chris Ballard wants to save his job. I feel like they've tried this already, though, with Phillip Rivers, with Carson, Carson Wentz, right? right? Yes. Matt Ryan. So they've already kind of tried this. And the coach got fired. But Kirk, is, Kirk's better than Wentz. Kirk's right. better than this version of Ryan. But Kirk's probably better than that version of Phillip Rivers. Yep. Kirk would opt out of the no trade to go to a good team like the Colts. They just need a quarterback to be competitive again. Um etc etc and then he says he's going through some other trades near us here too but there's no way the Colts would trade the number four overall pick but they do have an early second round pick they have third fourth two fifths I if like would you take a second and a third but then but now you're kind of back to the drawing board with only one yeah I struggle I I actually don't agree I don't think Kirk would approve I don't think Kirk would waive his no trade to go there um it's not a very like Ursay's nuts enough. It's not a very functional franchise. I think if we're going to talk about Kirk potentially giving up his right to block a trade, there's a very small list of teams. It's, and I don't it's think Sanford, it starts with one. San Francisco. Right. Like, it would need to be a team where you looked at that team and said, if I go there, we can win a Super Bowl immediately. Yeah. And the Colts aren't on that list. I, I'd prefer to be here. Yeah. Uh, all right. Dan McKendrick chimes in here to the Mackie and Judd slash Purple Daily Town Hall via email says, just want to let you guys know, love the Purple Daily podcast. Enjoyed listening to you guys. Thank you, Dan. I just finished watching the grading of Kevin O'Connell's first year episode and wanted to remind you guys that Brad Johnson once won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. I would say that if he can do it with basically a running game, no passing offense, and an excellent defense, why couldn't Kirk Cousins win a Super Bowl with an explosive offense and a much improved defense under Brian Flores. First of all, Brad Johnson. Judd. Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl. That, was that 2001, 2002-ish? Yeah. Oh, two. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, that is almost a different league. Um, I have always said this. If you teleport Kirk Cousins in a uh, Back to the Future episode on Netflix to 1995, I think he's phenomenal. I think he's what you were at oh. that point in time looking for. So, look, I mean, part of the issue with Kirk is, and he's still, just to be clear for the Crusaders, very successful a lot of times. But part of the issue is the league, how it's now uh, runs offensively. And so if you now take Brad Johnson at the age that he won the Super Bowl with Tampa and put him in today's league, I don't think he wins Super Bowl. Yeah. Or Dilfer. 
Like you could you could build around defense more so than the rules are literally there now where if you go in with uh, our defense, right? Like we're the 85 Bears. The league is like, no, we want to purposely screw you so you don't win a Super Bowl. Well, but also, the vi- oh, wow, the just one before I die hooded sweatshirt has walked in here. You, sir, it's thank you for now. supporting the brand. Town yes. Hall is on. <laughs> now the Town Hall can start. Yeah. The guy with the just one before I die hooded sweatshirt, uh, Purple Daily. Soft launch before, and now we're going. Yep. <laughs> um, I think, but, but here's the, the thing about this, this concept, right? the Brad Johnson concept. The Vikings already tried it in 2017. They had the number one defense in the NFL. I don't think it was an historically great defense like maybe the 2000 Ravens or the 2002 Buccaneers. Those are talked about on, like, the Mount Rushmore of great defenses. But the Vikings had a dominant top defense in 2017 with kind of a backup quarterback that was just there to not screw things up. Mm -hmm. And they made it to the NFC Championship game. They had a lead in the NFC Championship game. That's such a hard blueprint it always right. kind of makes me cringe when people are like, well, if Trent Dilfer can win a Super Bowl, it's like, well, yeah, so you're going to point to, of course, there's there's really no absolutes. Yes, guys like that can win Super Bowls. Yes. Guys like Cousins, Eli Manning, Joe Flacco, right? Matt Ryan had a four-touchdown lead in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It is possible, but at the end of the day, what's the likely scenario at this point? I think, you know, not not to keep belaboring this point, but – if this version of Cousins, who I think is better than the five years ago version, if you plopped this version of Cousins on the 2018 team, and maybe you had a better offensive coordinator than John Filippo, because I think that was kind of a train wreck, I think that team would have had a real chance to flirt with a Super Bowl. Now we could debate whether Kirk at the end of the day in a clutch moment is going to check down on a you know, third and 12 or a fourth they and eight or something. They would have been a playoff team. Yeah. Um, but it's just... well. There's too many holes to fix now unless he says, guys, I'm going to play for $15 million. Right. Which I urge him to do. Yeah, I know you do. Quit doing drugs. <laughs> um, th- the thing about this entire discussion is the last time the Vikings went to a Super Bowl period, which was what now, January of 77, Tarkington. Jeez, that's ridiculous. Tarkington <laughs> was, was at the end of what was a career as a franchise quarterback who – by the way, was drafted, I think, in the third round by the Vikings, all right? Um, The media coverage in the 90s, while on the Vikings was intense, is nothing like it is now where these naysayer podcasts come along (laughs) and just pick Cousins apart, and it's so unfair. But do you know ultimately who Cousins, I think, is going to depart here being a lot like? And this is not a put-down, Warren Moon. The Vikings wow. went and got Warren Moon with the same philosophy, which is, gee, we can't, fi- you know. Uh, so he was like Barry, 40 when they got him. Though, so right? uh, I don't think he was 40 yet. Really? I think he was in his 30s. But, okay. but the fact is that acquisition was made with the same thought process of this team is really good. And, like, Gannon has been playing quarterback. Now, Denny was proven wrong there, but he didn't like him, okay? Salisbury was starting games. And Moon was still a productive player. If you recall, Moon was still a good player. He had a great arm. And uh, he was 38. He was 38. But so. I mean, he did a lot of, but he did a lot of productive statistical things. Yeah. But they still sort of hit the ceiling at about the same same point. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's going out and trying to get a guy and plug him in and saying we're going for it by doing this. Where would you? Uh, there's always a debate about some of the pushback I hear whenever we even like wade into the waters of the future of the Vikings quarterback position, which could be in. In two years, could be you know, who knows when it's going to happen. But at some point, when you're talking about a 35-year-old quarterback, you got to start planning for the future. And um, I would say, on the pie chart of like people that push back at it, the number one biggest slice of pie is why would you want to move off the second-best quarterback in Vikings history? <laughs> yes. Do you think Kirk is the second-best quarterback in Vikings history? When you don't have a Super Bowl to your name, I don't think it matters. Well, n- but none of them do. Is that what you're? Is that what you're? Yeah, point? but my point is, Fran. Fran went Fran, to a few Super Bowls. Yes, and Fran is the best. But the point is, like, it's our, to me, it's a ridiculous. If you are going to hang your hat on, he's the second best quarterback. Look at you know what Kirk Cousins has done. My response is, okay, have they made a deep playoff run? Have they won a championship? And the answers, unfortunately, are all no. Fran never had a Netflix series. Uh, he probably should have. It would have been great. 
But the fact is, like, that that to me is arguing a point that I don't care about. I want Kevin O'Connell to find yeah. this town a quarterback who you can say, you know what, so-and-so is going to have his number retired someday by this team because he won a Super Bowl. Yeah. It's also kind of a weird, I, you know, I, whatever, we can have the debate. And I think there's also what do you do with the, the one-year guys like Cunningham, or he was technically a two-year guy. Him and Favre were, like, amazing first year as a starter and right. then and then had the train wreck season. What do you do with those guys when you're ranking franchise quarterbacks? What do you do with Dante and, you know, the four or five years he had? Um, but it's all kind of a pointless argument because right. the bar for – best Vikings quarterback of all time is so low. If you if you take away the one-and-done guys, you're literally ranking Fran Tarkenton, Dante Culpepper, Tommy Kramer, Kirk Cousins. Wade Wilson. <laughs> Wade Wilson. Joe Cap. No, Cap was basically one-and-done. Okay. Had the one great year because <laughs> he replaced Tark when Tark got traded, I think, after a couple years to the Giants. But I mean, yeah, it's a very—it's it, an incredibly small list. The ineptitude that the Vikings have had, unfortunately, at finding a long-term solution at quarterback, which is magnified by the Packers' completely obnoxious success in doing that, yeah. is like it's going to be a sticking point until somebody comes along and makes the right move and fills that position or picks the player to fill that position. And let's say it's eight years, nine years, ten years. Which is, by the way, not beyond, if you draft the right guy, a realistic expectation. Yeah. And then it's five years if he's a first-round pick of team control in which you're in great shape. You know what's weird about this? Because I, I agree that if you're ranking the problems on the Vikings, you have to go pretty far down the list to get to Kirk Cousins. Like, there's definitely flaws, but that guy played his ass off in the fourth quarter this season. He tied the NFL record for fourth-quarter comebacks. But it's to me, the conversation's more layered and complicated. It's... How do you fill all of the holes they need to fill with the third worst cap situation with maybe five draft picks if they, you know, they're going to get a compensation pick projected a fifth-round comp pick? Right. How do you fill all those things and still push forward the way that you have with Kirk? And so I think sometimes people misconstrue. It's like, you're blaming Kirk. Well, no, I'm, I'm looking for a way to make the team competitive on, well, a, on a higher level. And, and, and I don't know how you do that. I don't know. Unless 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 guys like a Caleb Evans just step in and are Pro Bowl caliber cornerbacks, you know, after three concussions or something. But you're also talking about finding – you're also asking – and it might be an unfair ask, but it's the ask. You're also asking Kirk or the next quarterback to be what Justin Jefferson is going to be. And Justin Jefferson is going to break the bank, but he is the best, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in the National Football League. And mm. if he's not, he's top three, okay? Yeah. Kirk Cousins, on his greatest day, is never going to be top three. You are always trying to find that guy before you pay him a boatload who you legitimately can sit down and say, this guy is a top three player at the position. Yeah. It's a tough ask, but I, I don't feel like this is not a criticism of Kirk. It's the reality of what is coming up because I can't believe that they're not going to pay Jefferson. And once they do, you can't just, you know, you can't now go out and sign a quarterback to another long-term expensive contract. At some point in time, this is where, this is part of why I think probably ultimately Spielman got fired. Yeah. Because there was, I think, the realization that this guy cannot find a quarterback. And Cousins isn't the solution because you can't just say, well, we're paying, you know, Jefferson and we're going to pay Derisaw. And, oh, by the way, we're going to go out and get another free agent quarterback. And I think part of why Quazy was brought here. Uh oh, the pilot has left the cockpit here. Oh, no, our producer, Paul Black. Oh, oh the planes. What's, what's going to happen? No, he just wants my badge. Okay. You take my badge. Um, <laughs> why Quazy was br brought here and probably just as importantly or more so why they brought O'Connell with him was to identify that guy. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm looking for one brave member of the audience to challenge Judd Zolgad in an episode of Random Viking of the Week. Who wants to take on Judd in Random yeah. Viking of the Week? Wild guy? You guys all look very intimidated. Everyone, everyone is shying or away. Or disinterested. Does anyone? Rudy Pavich. Do you want to? 
We're looking for someone to take on Judd in a random yep. Viking of the Week at this microphone. I can lose, Right too. here. I've been beat before. Come on up. Times. We'll, we'll give you 60 seconds here. Rudy. Rudy. Rudy, the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Rudy Pavich. Rudy. From the, from the Tom Bernard nice to Morning you, Show. Good to see you, and fellas. From, How are you? You guys from, live right now? Uh, well, we're, we're live for, for podcast yeah. right now. Okay, good. Yeah. All right, yeah. so swearing so. is acceptable. So don't get well, us. Well, actually, don't get not us. necessarily on our shows. We on your shows, yeah. yes. I think oh. I think on your new show, the company might have made an exception. But there's so a clause gonna... in your contract <laughs> that we don't have. You're right. Absolutely. Okay. So we'll keep it out of bear. And whatever we'll you do, don't say that the two of us are drinking beers. Okay. I won't. Okay, Absolutely, man. All right. We'll keep it at golfer swearing under the breath so that the audience can't hear. Yeah. By Absolutely. the by the way, before we uh, do, you want do you want to challenge Judd in a random Viking of the week? Did. Sure. Oh, I mean, I'm at the mic. I'm okay. already here. Why just not? Yeah. Called out the whole crowd. Be- yep. well, before we get there. Uh, 84, Randy Moss. I win. Yep. There we go. Wow, okay, it's that over. That was literally what, who uh, it was. What, what, was the, spoiled <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll get there in a second, but uh, how was the first week of the Tom Bernard Show? TomBernardShow.com for people wondering. What, what happened to Tom Bernard? TomBernardShow.com. Yeah. 7, to, 7 to 10 every morning. Absolutely. You can stream it live, get the app, Tom Bernard Show app, and then uh, we're on after that, at, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Every Monday and Friday, we got Phil on. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Judd stops in. I'm telling you, you guys have been knocking it out of the park this week, so thank you so much for coming in well, because we have to fill three hours. This feels like a plant now, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's it like, does, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, look, it's Rudy's in the audience. Oh, Rudy's walking yeah. by, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, but uh, you guys knock it out of the park because we have to fill three hours every single day, and there's no music. I'm sure you got you guys know exactly what it's like. Uh, we used to do four hours with I don't no music. Know. Oh, it's, it, it, people don't understand. They're like, oh, you just work four hours and then you go home. That's all you no do. No music. Like, yeah, I'm like, do you guys understand how hard it is to talk continuously you start for to four spin hours? The record. Just start to spin some wax. That's what I said. There are so many days where Judd and I are like, we are, we are not throwing our fastball today, but we still have four hours <laughs> yep. to go. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'm awful with trivia and with first names, but if you guys want, uh, let's go ahead. I'll, all right. I'll, I'll throw down some Vikings okay, okay, trivia. Yeah, turn, turn that away. Okay. Here we go. All right. So I can't cheat. All right, Judd Zolgad versus Rudy Pavich from the Tom Bernard Morning Show. I'm going to give you guys a series of clues. Okay. You can shout out guesses whenever you want to. You get up to three incorrect guesses each before you are eliminated. Okay. All right? You can ask me questions, but I can refuse to answer because it's my game, damn it. Gotcha. All right. All right. Give good clues this time. This random Viking. And by the way, no Googling in the crowd because then you're just going to shout out the right answer. But you can shout out answers if you're not Googling and help Rudy here. Sure, right? please. Now, we're going to keep a close eye on all of you. All right. This random Viking of the week hails originally from Dallas, Texas. Herschel Walker. That is incorrect, sir. Okay. Rudy's down to two guesses. I think he's from But Georgia. I love the aggressiveness. I think he's from Georgia, actually. Oh. All right, this random Viking. Oh, Judd Viking with all of his Vikings knowledge. Uh-huh. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. This random Viking of the Week played college football in the ACC. Okay. And is listed, or was listed during his playing days, at six foot two, 222 pounds. Chris Walsh. I think you're close on the height there, but that's incorrect. Okay. All right, down to one here for Rudy. When this player uh, eventually left the NFL... He launched a business via this Instagram post. This is the quote from him on the Instagram post. When I left the NFL and moved to New York City to pursue my business career, I was battling a strong and internal discontentment. Yes, I was excited to go after something I was passionate about, but it didn't feel right that I had to leave behind an identity that I so deeply defined who I was for so long. I went through a short period of time where I purposefully distanced myself from sports because I didn't want to be typecast as the dumb jock. Oh, my God, because this guy condensed Jesus as he's type and type and type. He says, I figured out <laughs> I, am, I am an athlete, and that's why he has launched a company called The Post, which is a business networking club exclusively for former athletes struggling with what to do next, which seems like a terrible business idea. Absolutely. Uh, you mean hang out at the strip club and lose all your money in yeah. 10 years? That's exactly what most of these guys do. That's what he's probably um, doing. And, and I say, well, here's broke that, when they get done Here's another clue. If he were to do what Rudy just said, I think his wife would be very unhappy. Oh, man. And you guys do know who his wife is. Oh, uh, let's see. How many wives have been on the cover of Maxim magazine? Let's see. Um... This random Viking played only 38 games in the NFL despite being a first-round draft pick. 
Was he a first-round pick by the Vikings? Brock Lesnar. I win. <laughs> no. Is Ragnar a choice? I guess I'm terrible with names. Um, he was a draft pick by the Vikings, yes. Oh, man. Uh, Troy Williamson. Troy Williamson is a good guess, but it's, it's incorrect. All right. Let's see. Uh, the three crying blondes. I have no idea. I'm never going to get this. He, he is one of the more notable busts in Vikings history the last 15 oh, years. Well, that, Ponder. Christian Ponder is oh, correct, yes. Oh, man. How did I not know that? Yes. I think you would have known. I think you would have had that. Wait a minute. His wife was on the cover of Maxim Magazine. I mean, pretty goddamn <laughs> yeah, you're right. She was. You get points I for that. I'm pretty positive she was on the cover of Maxim Magazine. I think Magazine. you and I spent yes. many mornings bitching about Christian Ponder in the hallways when you were at KS95. Oh, so. Yes, you are correct, man. Oh, He tried wow. to distance himself from athletics at one point. And I think athletics may have distanced I mean, themselves I say, from him. He was distanced the second he got to the Vikings. Unbelievable. He was never any semblance of an athlete no, unfortunately yeah. no yeah. much of an athlete no. as i am so i always hated those homers who were like ponder this man i'm like oh wow you're so creative with your way to tell us that christian ponder is a middle of the road quarterback thank you very much one of the most uh, embarrassing moments of my career uh, i was this is like probably 2000 so he was drafted in 2011 this would have been after his first year where people were still okay there's still some promise here yeah. right you know he had a couple good games and uh, in the off season, I had to MC something with him at like I think it was Mystic Lake Casino or something. You know, we're on stage. There's a hundred people in the crowd who bought tickets to watch like a Q and A with Christian Ponder. And uh, I remember I was like, you know, trying to get the crowd amped up or whatever it was. And I remember getting on the microphone and saying, "Everybody, this is the guy that's going to be your franchise quarterback <laughs> for the next decade. Give it up for Christian Ponder." Oh, and even, even he was looking at me like, yeah. "I don't know, man." Dude, have you seen me play? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Hi, can I get some fried chicken with a side of my words? I'll be <laughs> yeah. eating later. Yeah. Amazing, wow. Rudy Pavich from the Tom Bernard. Thanks, Rudy. Thank you guys show. very much. Just Good to see you, fellas. Especially you, Paul. Good to see you, my man. You guys take care. Have a great day. Right. Great to see you guys. Talk to you Monday. Tuesday. See you, guys. see you, Rudy. Appreciate it, man. Um, yeah, the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show, again, um, you can go to find ticket information at minnesotagolfshow.com. And that was literally, like, not a plant. Rudy was just walking by. So you should check out the Tom Bernard Show reboot, tombernardshow.com. Um, was, was there ever a moment where you believed that Christian Ponder was good? Like, did you get captivated at all at any point 10 years ago and say, okay? Um, a little – well, actually, when they drafted him, because if you recall – then of ESPN, Trent Dilfer destroyed the pick, and he turned out to be exactly right. And I'm like, that is really aggressive. Like, are he we did, positive yeah. he's that bad? Now, Dilfer was absolutely correct. After you saw him play, um, I probably felt the same way about Christian Ponder as I did when I saw Tavares Jackson play. Mm. Like, when Tavares came here, you know, and Brad was like, as my guy, I'm going to develop him. And if you remember, they traded up to the last pick of the second round with Pittsburgh to get Jackson, yeah. who had a whale of an arm. But, you know, you watched him play, and he couldn't throw the out route, and you're like, I don't think so. Yeah. That's probably how I felt about Ponder. I was not doom and gloom like it's going to be a complete disaster. But I also, like you can tell if a guy, especially the way a guy will carry himself, like that's the other thing. Christian Ponder always walked around apologizing for being a yeah. quarterback, um, and you never sense that confidence that you like to see. Like Kirk's a weird dude. But there is a little bit more of a confidence yeah, there's there. A, there's bravado, a, there's, a court, there's a little bit of a quarterback presence there. You yeah, know? He's, you know? he's odd. But, like, Ponder was, Ponder was, like, painfully, to some point, painfully a non-quarterback alpha, if we, that makes sense. And we've talked about the, the Darren Sharper anecdote. Uh, I know that Darren Sharper is not exactly a, a name that uh, should be referenced much these days, but he used to be a regular on our old radio show, uh, Royce and Mackey. And he just flat out said one time, he goes, I spent five minutes with Christian Ponder last year in a, just a, in an informal group setting with a couple other Vikings. He goes, I could tell you within five minutes that dude was not it. Yeah. Oh, I, I heard stories. <laughs> so interesting. I heard stories, too, that, I mean, he just didn't have it. Yeah. And, and he didn't have the wiring to play that spot. Um, I, I always thought it was an intriguing anecdote when we were on Radio Row at the Super Bowl back when I was here. And when we were talking to, at that point in time, Greg Jennings and asked him about that. Like, mm. when, when did you first know that this guy wasn't it? Because, I mean, Jennings, more than anybody, really put all his eggs in that basket. Yeah. Like, he would refer, refer to 
Rodgers is 12, you know, when, and he would talk about how great the offense with the Vikings was going to be. And like, he really signed up for the Christian yeah. Ponder experience. And there had to be, that had to be really quick where he's like, I made a big mistake because you can't throw yourself the football. Life, uh, life comes at you fast. Greg Jennings. Uh, but I do genuinely hope that Christian has a nice business career with, what is it called again here? The, the, the post. post. What's he doing now? Is he doing that? So I, I, I was creeping through, as I was prepping for the random Viking of the Week, I was creeping through the post social media, and it looks like they just do, like, networking events okay. with amazing New York scenery through the windows. Okay. They'll just rent out a conference room on the 40th floor of a high-rise or something, and it's a bunch of, I don't know, former and current athletes networking with each other. Hmm. I don't know how they make money. Well, I will say this. Ponder is a genius. Because if you marry someone who goes into television <laughs> and makes a lot, you deserve Dude, she credit. She works like 20 days a, a year, right? I know, but she's got to make how much for that show? She probably makes seven figures exactly. to work. The, am I wrong? She works countdown. She works Sunday countdown. I don't think there's anything else. 17 days? Maybe 18? Well, so now you have playoffs. So 20, playoffs. Yeah. She works 20 days a year. Oh, man. But, I mean, I'm life. sure she gets paid well, so... She's also blocked literally every Vikings fan and media Didn't member me. on Twitter. Oh, good. We never had a problem. Okay. At no point did I ever actually say anything derogatory about her, only her husband. Well, she must have surfed. And she would, I think, search, search the name. It's yeah. crazy. Um, okay, here, uh, next question here, Mackie and Judd Town Hall at the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. Robbie Bruzik chimes in via email. Had an interesting ranking, not necessarily... Uh, a fun one here, as only a true Minnesota fan knows the struggle and agony is part of the story. I think you guys should rank the top five Minnesota sports killers. He's looking for teams. Oh, teams. So he says, like, Yankees, you know, the Blues, the Packers. I don't think the Packers are – I actually don't think the Packers are Minnesota killers. I think that's been a very even – even when the Packers are really good, the Vikings still yeah. find ways to, yep. to beat them. Yep. So teams, not players, because there's players, too. Well, you could include play. I mean, we could do whatever we want. It's our show. So. Well, no. I'm what is your, do, what is your Mount Rushmore? Uh, well, the Yankees are the George Washington yeah. on the Mount Rushmore yes. of yes. Minnesota Killers. Yes. The, Bla the Blackhawks, probably. Blackhawks, yeah, because actually, and the, the Blackhawks had playoff success dating back to the 80s against the North Stars. So, like, they have given fits to the... The Wild and North Stars. Yeah. So the Blackhawks are, are definitely are the, are on the it. Falcons on this list just because of the one you know game who's in on 1998 this list from way back when? Cowboys. Because of the Pearson push-off. And then they also. But the beat Vikings beat the brakes off the Cowboys in the 09 playoffs. In seventy uh, in seventy eight though, I believe it was when the Vikings went to the conference title game, that Cowboys team beat them. But yeah, that's true. The one playoff game against Favre, where your guy, Romo. <laughs> Not such a good day for Tony. Not his fault. wasn't his fault. Not such a good day. Defense, offensive line. The defense you know gave up 38. Is? Not his you fault. know what the worst is? You know what really disappoints me about your guy? He's regressing on television. Is he really regressing yes. on television, or is it a narrative? No. I feel like he's the same guy. No, it's true. He and gets, he's just like an well, excitable guy that says, is. oh, Jim, ten times. But you know what he's done? And I, and I call this, and this is why I always want active players who can articulate things to go immediately to the booth. He's lost touch with the game itself. It hasn't His, been that long, though, right? Six I, years? Five years? Yeah, that's a long time, though. Like, things, things completely change. He could call formations Okay, but, but Chris Collinsworth has been out of the game for 30 years. Yeah, I don't know. He's just a, I don't know that he's got his uh, fastball. What about Troy Aikman? It's been 20 years for him. No fastball. I'm no telling fastball. you. Bro, you don't think Romo, Aikman has a fastball? No, he's okay. <laughs> Romo's original, I'm telling you, Romo's original calling card in his first two years out was he could tell me exactly what the sta coaching staffs and quarterbacks were doing. But was he doing it because of knowledge of the systems and stuff, or was he doing it more because cause Peyton Manning watches games on the alternate Monday Night Football broadcast, and he'll tell you some of the same stuff. Yep. And he's been removed longer than Tony Romo has been removed. Yeah, I think he's a smarter guy, though. Or maybe it's just you get paid $17 million a year yeah, in an ironclad deal, and you're like, yeah. all right, I'm going to go golfing here. Yeah. Oh, Jim, I'm going to be at the course. <laughs> I'm going to the golf at Jim. <laughs> oh, Jim, I don't know about overtime. I got a tea time. I got to make my flight. Oh, God. Jim, Jim. where's Boomer? Let's get Boomer in the Jim. booth. All right. Well, well, who? okay, then who do you – so you're not you're, – you're Mehan Aikman, 
Yeah, I'm you're Mehan Romo. Who do you enjoy? Is there anyone that you actually enjoy listening to or watching call a football game? Uh, you know You'd what? You'd rather just sit in silence, just mute the game, and well, no, play some no, elevator no, no, music no, in the background? No, no, no. This is not a Bally Sports North Rom. <laughs> Where I can't take it. I started complaining last night to Dawn again. Um, yeah, yeah, coming up next. The Wild literally played a nice game, okay? Literally, they are getting their asses whooped in the face-off circle. They put the stats up, and they ignore that one stat. <laughs> it's like, shots on goal. Look at the hits. It's like they're getting killed. In the, do, you, do you realize possession is an important part? Don't acknowledge it. I've heard stories that the people with the Wild organization are – are driving some of that that, they, oh, yeah. that, they, that you will you will you will hear yes. from them if on the, on the Bally side. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, there is no NFL analyst right now that I consider like must listen. Really? I mean, they don't what? annoy me. They just don't. There's nobody. I really Only yourself. You just want to be with your own thoughts. No, because I just give hot takes. No, no. <laughs> I'm telling you what Romo did in his first. Greg Olson of years, is really good. Yeah. You know what? He is pretty good. He is good. But. Romo in his first two years told me more about the game as it unfolded than anyone I can recall, short of the original Madden stuff. The original, not yeah. the, not the uh, boom, bam guy. The original guy who sort of took coaching to the booth. Okay. I only caught the, the cartoon character Madden, yeah. I suppose, yeah, being born in the mid-'80s. Yes. Uh, you know who I think at some point, just based on his pregame and analyst work, he's, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't do the TV like play-by-play analyst stuff, but Sean Payton, as just a talking head, was really good on Fox this year. But he's probably going to be coaching for another right. five or ten years, yes. I would guess. Sean yeah. McVay at some point, I mean, we'll probably get into the Jalen Ramsey stuff and recklessly speculate maybe on Monday's Purple Daily, but at some point, doesn't Sean McVay look around that room and say, okay, we're stripping this thing down to the studs here now. Stafford's injured getting older. We're trading Jalen Ramsey. We already won our Super Bowl. I think he has a chance to be really good in the booth, but I'm still in on Aikman. I'm still in on Chris Collinsworth. Really? Yeah, I think those guys are. Aikman, I think, is fine, but, but I don't think To me, it's more special. about, like, just a familiar, yeah, entertain it's like me. Yeah, like a pair of shoes. Yeah. I don't want a couple pair of shoes. <laughs> I, want a, I want a guy that tells me what that stuff I don't know about. Is Tom Brady going to be that guy? No, I'm fearful he's going to be bad. I'm hmm. fearful he's not going to. I, I don't. I think that Fox came to him with such a huge payday. He just took it. But, I mean, there was a long list How of How do they guys. even, like, quantify what they're going to give him? They just said, here's $350 million. Uh. It probably was Fox and CBS or something, and, and they just outbid. And then, and then Brady says, oh, thank you. Oh, I'm wait, actually going to yeah. go play one more time. And then he retires, and then he says, okay, now that I'm done playing, yeah. I'm just going to sit out for 18 I would months. Not be suppo- He's not going to start until 2024. I would not be shocked if he never works a game in the booth. That he restructures and does studio or something. Oh, they're going to restructure his broadcast. Well, contract? you got to get it down a little bit, right? <laughs> but I'm just telling you, it's not. He he it, could replace like I could see him replacing like Terry Bradshaw or something. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But is that worth twenty million dollars? What thirty thirty five million dollars a year? You know what? I have no idea. All how what to you even can get. Good for him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, okay, back to the question at hand. What is your Mount Rushmore of oh, yeah. Minnesota sports killers? So Yankees. Blackhawks. Why Blackhawks? Is it because of way back in the day and, and the also? Wild. And the Wild. So North Star, they've killed the North Stars and, and the, the wild. wild. Yes, yes. They're a pain in the ass. Um, Blackhawks, Yankees. Is there an NBA one? I mean, the Wolves have been so bad so much it's hard to pick. Yeah, the, the entire league. <laughs> the, the league uh, and, and, and the way they've killed the Timberwolves. Yeah, how about the how about this year's Charlotte Hornets? Can we put them on yeah, the list? Yeah, the Wizards, the Hornets, the Wizards. Yeah, the two every horse well, dude, bleep team. I saw you got to see this. Dane Moore put out an amazing nugget last night. I'm soured on Finchie, by the way. I think he has to go. It might be coming to an end for me and Finchie. I think, it, yeah. which hurts me. Same age. He's a good offensive coordinator. We're the same age. We're both we're both tired old men. So it hurts me to turn on Finchie, but I got to. So Dane Moore took a snapshot of the five worst teams in the NBA. So Houston is 13 and 45. How many? The Spurs are 14 and 46. They beat the Wolves, right? The Pistons are 15 and 45. Charlotte is now 17 and 43. And Orlando is 25 and 35. Although Orlando is six games above 500 since their low point. Right. The Wolves have lost eight games to those five worst teams 
so far this year. Yeah. I'm not saying they have to go 8-0 in those games, but 5-3? Well, and three? The Wizards' loss going into the All-Star break and last night was abysmal. The Wizards' loss was worse because you got up 20 points. But then again, last night you had a week to think on that loss Correct. and still came out and played the way that you did. Correct. So That's what got me about last night. You came out and, and you know, basically were so far down that when you did make a run against a terrible team, yeah. you couldn't sustain it. They also made – so Quinn Snyder was clearly just looking to get back in. So this, now we're getting into the Wolves weeds here. But Quinn Snyder – led the Jazz with Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, to multiple 50-win seasons. You know, they were competitive in the playoffs. And he was clearly looking to get back in because he took the Hawks job, for God's sakes. Mm -hmm. Now, you get Trey Young, and you get DeJounte, is it DeJounte Murray? There's some young players on that team, but, like, he took the Hawks job. Do you think he'd like Gobert back? Unless he wanted nothing to do with Gobert and now Mike Conley. I'm just saying. If but I'm but that he would have been the ob- the obvious option. All right, hey, you did it once for multiple years. Maybe maybe he would have told you, yeah, that was enough. <laughs> I want a new yeah. set of players here. Because I think he technically stepped down. I don't think the Jazz fired him. I think he resigned. He was just kind of done. But my grand point here is there was a very logical replacement for, for Chris Finch if you wanted to push that button midseason. And uh, he's not an option anymore. I so. don't know that the Wolves with their current uh, a structure of Glenn owning them but the sale in progress. How many coaches can they pay at once too? Yeah, I don't I mean it sounds like well it sounds like Lori and Arod aren't going to have extra money to go pay yeah. uh but I mean if to you pay w- coaches. But if you went and pursued Quinn Snyder, he's going to be getting paid top dollar. Yeah. And so like you're paying Finch currently if you fire him, he's going to have to be paid off. Mm. There's just, at some point in time, I don't know that this team can afford until they know who owns them to go down that path. Yeah, uh, You know, if, if you want to. Who else is on this list? The Wisconsin Badgers football team historically ah, okay. over the Gophers football team. I, I know if you, if you go back, but if you go back 100 plus years, I think it's pretty even. So maybe that's not fair. Because we can sit here. If the Packers want to thump their chests about Super Bowls in the 60s, we can thump our chests about Gopher National Championships in the 40s, right? 1908, that still counts. Here's a weird thought. Is the reality, is the answer to the question really this? Minnesota teams are their own worst enemies. And the Yankees. And the Yankees, sure, yeah. But I'm just saying, the more I think about it, it's actually the ability to shoot yourself in the foot continually. Yeah. More so than a team being your undoing. But, yes, the Yankees are definitely in Yeah. Uh, Pete L. chimes in here to the Mackie and Judd slash Purple Daily Town Hall. Will you guys ever bring back the movie Rewind franchise? Those are a lot of fun. Yes, I guess we haven't talked much. Our, our initial thought was let's get past, like, some of the NFL offseason stuff, but. I'd say spring, right? May We'll probably. bring it back, yeah. And we're going to do it more, a little more broadly. I think we, we were doing action movie Rewind. We've, now we've reviewed, like, 70 action movies, and there's not, yeah. there's not a ton left. So we'll just do we'll do movie rewind and we will just find fun movies that we can make fun of whether they're action, sports, chick flicks. It's always rom-coms. fun when Judd reviews a chick flick. I like the rom-coms. I got no problem Sleepless with Sleepless in Seattle. Um, yeah, some Pete says we should review that hustle movie yeah, with Anthony here. Edwards. Yeah, come up to the mic. Yeah, you guys can come up. Yeah, say your name and uh, All right. So my name is Brock Busing. Mm-hmm. Avid listener. Love your show. Show it to every Oh, my gosh. I have so many things to say. Your check is in the mail, sir. Go right ahead. Yes. Okay. So, question for you. I work at Hillmary. A lot of teachers bash on me a lot. I love the Vikes. I I have a Vikes tattoo. I got married. He's got a Vikes tattoo in his left ass cheek. He's going to show everyone right now. I got married in the stadium. My dad brought me to my first game. You got married inside U.S. Bank Stadium? We were the first ones to book it. Like on the field? or Not on the field. That's too much. Is it the purple couch area? The purple room. Okay. So, like, we actually nice. got married in front of, like, where you walk down. So, like, the oh, okay. veranda. Okay. Yeah, it was amazing. So, love you, honey. I'll be home soon. We have a newborn. Do so. they do the uh, the horn once the, like. No, that was extra. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> could and you have been worth it, actually? I asked if I could blow the gallery. Burr. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> no, but. Uh, you okay. may now kiss the bride. Yes. Uh, s- settle an argument. So, I like Kirk. I 
but I don't like Kirk if my goal is to win a Super Bowl. So then you and don't like Kirk. So I don't like Kirk. <laughs> so how do I argue with people without sounding, sounding like an, an a-hole? Because it comes off like I'm not a Vikes fan. And that's why I love your guys' podcast, because you're realistic. Yeah. You are. You see it how it is. I would love it if they write out this contract, whatever, cool, 13 wins, it was fun. I did not like this, the playoff loss. <laughs> what, what can they do? Because they're in purgatory. They're honestly in purgatory. It's they a have weird nothing. spot. It's a weird spot. First, yes. first of all, I think, uh, you know, don't, uh, don't get yourself fired from Hill Murray by arguing about Kirk Cousins <laughs> with other teachers yeah. in the break room. So yeah, it was in the break careful. room. That's funny. Don't yeah. swear at him. <laughs> no, no, I won't. Not in no, Hill. Kirk was, I think Kirk was a mercenary. We all knew the arrangement five years ago. Yeah. All right. This I team is ready to win a Super Bowl five years ago. They, yeah. just, they just need the one extra piece to put yep. him over the top. I was excited. He was a mercenary signed to get the Vikings to another level. Yes. It didn't work. Nope. He wasn't all to blame. There was a bunch nope. about like the Zimmer th- relationship. There's a million different things that we could haggle over. But after five years, we went, let's Thank zoom you. out 30,000 yes. feet. Yes. After five years, yes. they've won one playoff game. If I would have told you, one. hey, they're signing this guy. He's going to be here. Actually, he's got a three-year guaranteed contract, but he's going to be here for at least five years and they're going to have one playoff win, would you have said, yes, I'll take it? And what, two playoff appearances? Yep. Two playoff appearances in five years. Again, it's not all his fault, but to me that's kind of the discussion. It's, okay, at what point do you just move into a different era here, get younger, get cheaper, build a monster roster, kind of like they did leading up to the 2017-18 season, right? They, They need to take a swing. I mean, there's two ways to win a Super Bowl. You guys have talked about this. You either have Patrick Mahomes, which is not going to happen, Okay. Or you start with the rookie. I want to change your mind on that. Okay. Okay. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is maybe the greatest of all time, but like, let's call it the the elite tier of NFL quarterbacks. Sure. The, the, put Joe Burrow in there, Aaron Rodgers up until a few years ago. Vikings fans are conditioned for for what you just said, which is well, we're never we're never going to get a Minnesotans, right? We just we just sort of fifteen inches of snow. We just sort of eat it and move <laughs> on with our lives, right? We just sort of we've like decided that there's no way that we can ever have a top three quarterback. They've never tried, well, though, in the top Fran five Tar- picks. Fran Tarkenton was one of the two or three best quarterbacks in the league the entire time he was here. Like, it's happened before. Dante Culpepper for a couple of years. Right. We act like it's this unicorn. Well, I mean, <laughs> there's no way. Why not? There's only 32 teams. I, Why can't the Vikings you. You have, have one of the five best? You have to take a swing, best? though. Right. I'm done with this third, fourth, fifth-round quarterbacks. Because this team, though, hasn't taken swings. And the Packers, their arch-rival has had basically 30-plus years of success now there. They took two swings so, and got lucky with both. Well, yeah. you Wolf, know? Ron Wolf's trade for Favre was pretty genius. The Rodgers thing, thing is a guy who, and I don't think that this would take place now, but he just free fell, which brought up one of the greatest fights in the history of our show, which was, <laughs> which was this. Aaron Rodgers, who was considered, you know, Alex Smith and Rodgers were considered one of them's going first. And back in 2005, you literally had teams not trade up. Yeah. So Smith goes first. The Vikings have two picks. And this is where I said, you got to, this is one where I'm like, and the Vikings, to well, their credit, you, have. The reason we fought is because you said it 10 years later. I know. You, you weren't saying, you weren't saying <laughs> I wasn't it with on you. draft you, night. You don't know that. Were you saying you it on draft night? You don't know <laughs> that. I was in Green Bay covering the, the Packers draft. But the fact Judd's is. Judd's on YouTube. Like, it's, it, YouTube is brand new in no, 2005. YouTube, yeah. He's like, two views. But, but this is where you're talking about taking swings. This is where you're talking about doing yeah. things well outside the box yeah. to, try to, to try to solve the problem. Yeah. I, I would suggest for you in your, in your debates in the academic community <laughs> with the pioneer, with your fellow pioneer yes. uh, teachers, I would suggest that you don't make it just a Kirk thing, though. It's why I am it's a, so. It's a team question. But that's what it is, but, though. But it's, it's also players. But most like important position. But if they're, but if they're also like, you know, I also love Thielen and I love Cook, and you can't get rid of Kendricks. It's like no. Okay. Everybody, you you have to understand that for the fundamental good of the Vikings franchise. So the so the jersey, not mm-hmm. the name on the back, that everything is going to have to evolve and change. So you're not just arguing Kirk. You're arguing an overall roster construction picture, which I think the argument got strength when Spielman especially was fired. All right, he, here's what you say, all right? 
you can write this down if you want to. You can listen back, you know, transcribe I'm gonna it. Back. Right. I'm listening to this later. Yep. Here's what I would say. Only <laughs> one time in NFL history, and it was this year, has a team won a champ a team won a championship. Okay. okay, again, team being the key word here, paying a quarterback more than thirteen percent of their salary cap. The Chiefs just did it. But that's what Mark Davidson is for. That's what I get. And it's like, shut up. But here, but here, so here's your yeah. question. Okay, so, yeah. so the Chiefs did it with Patrick Mahomes. That's that's a unicorn outlier because yeah. he's Patrick Mahomes. Yes. People constantly will come back on the Cousins front and say, you know, and it's and it's largely not his, he had a good season. It's largely not his fault. Yeah, okay. Had a good season. But they will say the reason why the Vikings don't win a Super Bowl, it's not Kirk's fault. Football is a team game, right? Yep. defense, offensive line, and they're right. Football is a team game. Okay, so if football is a team game, which it is, why would you advocate paying one player out of 53 17 okay. or 20%, not 20, it's like 17% yeah. of the salary cap. It's a team game, right? Yeah. You're complaining about the defense? You're complaining about the offensive line? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's, yeah. let's take a little less to... A couple episodes ago, you guys talked about uh, would Kirk ever consider taking less? And we're going to see what he really yeah, wants. Phil. Is he going to win? He's not going to. <laughs> I know he's I not mean, going to. I'm saying he should. Does he want to win a title or does he yeah. want to keep now, on? Now, are you, he should. Are you uh, conversing with Cousins Crusaders or Vikings fans? Because there's a very different distinction that, there. They, they are. They're the if they're the Vi- Venn diagram can overlap. Right. You can be a Cousins fan. But if they're Vikings, Vikings fans, it needs to be a big picture conversation about I basically want all your favorite players, aside from like a JJ, gone mm. soon. So yep. like, if you grew up with, yeah. I grew up watching Harrison Smith play. Okay, he's probably got one year left here. The rest of the group might have no time. Start left to here. fall in love with Lewis Seen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Start to fall in love and with Brian Asamoah. And right. Understand yeah. that you should buy a jersey where where you can get the number and name ripped off the back. Velcro numbers. And that they could put new ones on so that you can have a new favorite player. Yeah. Nothing wrong with. There's nothing wrong with having a, a favorite player. When they start to become geriatric players, that's where you don't <laughs> yeah. want them. Jer- if they should thing. be in old-timers football leagues, <laughs> yeah. then you don't want them on yeah. your team. I love it. Can I say one more thing? Yeah, you're good. Heaven forbid we win three to six games and don't have to mortgage our future well. to move up in a draft where there's two potential, I mean, Drake May and Caleb Williams, 24 yeah, Caleb Williams, draft. Man. Yeah, there's I mean, no way. But see, this is the beauty of Kirk Cousins. He is five and twelve proof. You I are n- you seven are and twelve. Yeah. You are never going yeah. to lose twelve yeah. games with Kirk Cousins yeah. as your quarterback. I agree. He but it, it, he's he yeah. has one of the highest floors of any. He's he's going to get you a consistent performance. He's not going to miss games. He's gonna he's not going to get arrested. He's going to show up for work. He's going to yep. study film, and he's going to help you win yep. at least seven or eight games. And last year yeah. we saw it stretch to thirteen games, yeah. but. Is he going to get you to a Super Bowl? No. That's that's the question. Or is or or is the team going to get to the more. Super Bowl yep. as constructed like this? Right. Super so. Bowl. That's our goal. Yeah. Before we die. Yes. Right. So. Exactly right. Yes. And you know what? Just being consi- consistently competitive too, where you feel like you have an actual chance. Awesome. And you can get cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Shout so. out to Jake Wakeham. Uh, Jake, my best friend. He's my best. We listen. I got him hooked on this podcast too. So. Awesome, man. Yes. Thanks, Jake. Thank you Thank so you much. Guys. Thank awesome. you. Yep. Thank you. Um, all right. Got any more? Um, no, I'm out of uh, I'm out of questions in our uh, email feedback here. So I think that's a wrap on our town hall here. That's a good way to end it right there with a little spirited, little spirited. All right, Kirk so I'm Cousins out on talk. Finch. I'm out on Finch. I think he might have to be gone. Rocco is teetering in my world. And you know what? As well as the Wilds playing, Dean's driving me crazy. Yeah. Dean's driving me nuts, guys. Sorry, He's driving think, me nuts. I think Dean and Finch might be. I don't think Dean's I don't getting think fired in, in season. There's no. a chance Finch could get fired. If they lose well, like three games in a row here. I think Finch might be gone. I think in Finch, season. I think Finch might be gone. I think Dean's fine. I just I, I just would like to see some more consistency. In yeah, what's, uh, what players. are the coach stability rankings here? So KOC, stable. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, Rocco, sort of stable, o- Rock- only because the organization looks like they have no. They don't think anything's wrong or anything. They I also think Rocco does exactly what they tell him, and so it becomes difficult. Like if you fire Rocco, you're basically firing saying, yourself. I was yeah. wrong. You're, you're, yeah, you're scapegoating your own. Yeah, yeah. I think Gene is third, and Finch is fourth. Ben Johnson. And if we get the Gophers in, yeah, Dude, Ben Johnson. Yeah, Ben Johnson might be. Good. You can't lose the. This recruit was what they had. Yeah, that was. They've lost this recruit. 
Dennis that's Evans, tough, that's a terrible. How loss. do you like? How do you bring these kids in? To oh, we're gonna, I gotta come in for a recruiting visit. You can come and watch a game. Actually, let's not watch a game. Why did, let's let's go to the bars. Why did a top recruit commit here now? That was my question. I was shocked he he committed here. I don't know. He uh, came to his senses, I guess. And oh, I bet his family's like, dude, what are you doing? No, <laughs> you're not going to Minnesota to freeze your butt off and play in a building that's going to be empty. Yeah, although Mariucci was full finally. It's, I think it's been 20 years since we saw a Mariucci environment like that with Gophers hockey. You know, the last three series have been really good. Awesome. Really good. No, it's great to see. That's a team that, that should most definitely win a national title. Mm. That team is really been, good. We've been saying that. I mean, hell, old Macadac thought he was uh, – my first year at the U of M was after back-to-back -back national championships. And I we all season tickets every year. We thought, yeah, here we go. It'll be basketball. a dynasty here. It's great. And they uh, they got beat by Holy Cross. This is a super round. team. This is a super team now. Yeah. I'll be very disappointed. Well, thank you to everyone who came, hung out with us. Appreciate you guys. And um, hopefully everyone else who's listening on demand gets a chance to come on out to the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. Uh, this is posting on a Saturday, so the Sunday hours are 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Mackie and Judd, Purple Daily. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. And we'll see you on Monday. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.